Awesome, awesome. Hey, welcome to week three of Anno Domini. It is so good to be with you today. I am here with my beautiful wife, Pastor Kyra. Everyone say hello. Happy Sunday. Let's clap it up. Wow, wow. So you know it's Highlight the City Week. Yeah. And um, we also got some watch parties out there. So welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so glad to have you. Yeah. But, um, how Welcome about you? to church. Yeah. 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 What's you going know, on? There's, there's a lot going on, you know, this week, but we're excited from yeah. seven days to, of prayer and fasting, highlight the city week, all of the opportunities that we get to serve mm-hmm. our city. Yeah. And, you know, we just wanted to take the offering together. We wanted to yeah. stop and take a pause because all of the things that God is going to do, we want him to bless it in advance, to wow. bless our opportunity to give in this moment. And, you know, here at Highlight, we call it invest. There's a reason why we say, hey, invest with us. You know, when you invest, you get something in return. Mm -hmm. And we believe that when we invest into what God is doing, that return is changed lives. That return is people finding true life. And so we're going to take a time together as a church family to give. And so I pray just right now, whatever God is stirring, that amount that he's stirring on on your heart right now to give, let's do that together. There's a couple of things that we're going to be giving financially to this week, we were able to talk with the the mayor of Gaithersburg and their staff, and there's three big needs right now in this season. Um, The number one need, right, is uh, rental assistance, but it's really up there too with food. Food. I mean, people need food in our city. And Mm. the third one is domestic violence is at an all time high. But what I love, church, is that we are going to get to partner into all of these three categories Mm. and areas this coming week. And it doesn't just stop at Highlight the City Week because, again, we're partnering with these organizations. We're partnering with our city. And so from BAK, we're going to be going in there. And that is a place where mothers that are right now facing domestic violence are able to go with their children and find shelter. Well, their daycare area where the kids play, it needs some loving care. And we're going to be able to send foot soldiers, but also our finances to do it up. Uh, We also have Restore a Patio, and this is with Family uh, Discovery Center. Center. And Mm -hmm. again, it's where the kids come and they learn and they play, and it needs some loving care. And again, we're going to be sending foot soldiers and finances Mm -hmm. in order to do that thing up. And then we're feeding families. You know, we're going to be feeding over 30 families with Gaithersburg help, um, providing all of their groceries. And this is going to be an ongoing thing with Gaithersburg help. So Amazing. just remember when you are investing into the kingdom, yeah. it's changed lives. It's people mm. finding true life. So let's take a moment to give. Pastor, share with us how can yeah. we give here wow. at Highlight? Yeah, there are two ways to give. And yes. right now, if you want to take your phone out or you know, open up a new tab on your computer, you can you can go to highlight.church yeah. and you can do forward slash invest. Very user-friendly system there for you. Um, we encourage the one-time gift, but we also encourage if you want to just keep on giving and yeah. keep on being generous, go ahead and hit that reoccurring option there. Uh, as well, you can text any amount to 84321, any amount to 84321. Once again, it's very user-friendly. Yes. And um, I just want to let you know that Highlight has been blessed. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks to your generosity, yes. we have not seen shortage 
in this season. Um, We are not laying off staff in this season. Um, I mean, your giving has really uh, advanced the kingdom in this area. So we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for trusting in the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I know that there is someone out there. Don't wait till the end of the year to give Mm. maybe that offering that you know that you want to give. Maybe God is calling to give it twice. I don't know. But whatever it may be, he's stirring on your heart. So let's do this together by faith, knowing that when we deposit this seed in the kingdom, it's going to just give us a hundredfold. And that is promised in scripture. So let's pray. Let's pray over our investment. Let's pray over just your message. I know you're going to bring such a powerful word. Let's pray church. God, we thank you for today. We thank Thank you you, for this gift of generosity. We thank you, God, that we uh, are able to impact the lives of our city. So father, I pray that right now, as we invest into the kingdom, this is something that we get to do. We get to partner with you and what you want to do here in the city. Father God, may we be good stewards of what you've given us. Uh, God, so that in Luke 19, you said it, um, that we would be able to govern and be over cities if we steward what we've been given well. So Father, we're gonna steward well what you've Mm. given us as a church. Um, And I pray that it would bring a blessing a hundredfold in the season to come. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Come on, everybody. Wow. Thanks, babe. (laughs) See you later. Wow. Yeah, so thank you all so much. Are you guys excited? Yeah. Good, good, good. Got some friends in here. I'm not going to tell you (laughs) how many people, thousands of people in the room, but we are so glad to enter into week three of Anno Domini. Real quick, I want to give us a few more announcements, and we're going to jump straight into the Word. Uh, Once again, I want to encourage us to participate in our seven days of prayer and fasting. We'll be entering seven days of prayer and fasting as we serve our city, as we highlight the city, as we shine. We're also gonna be opening up our hearts in this season. We're gonna be turning to the Lord. Uh, The Bible encourages us to turn from our ways, turn from our unbelieving ways. And then God says, acknowledge me, then I will heal your land. And so just a time to pause and to, to, to hit the reset button in the middle of the year, um, to give God our everything and, and to put him first. And so we're going to have some resources online for you um, so, so that you can read and, and check up on how to fast, what types of fasting. And uh, we're, we're going to be walking with you through that each day, seven days of fasting and prayer. And we're also going to have a night of prayer on Wednesday that week, Wednesday, August the 26th at 7 p.m. right here at Highlight Church. I wanna encourage you to go ahead and register for that. Uh, We will be at 50% capacity. So if you wanna be here for that night of prayer, it's gonna be a powerful time, time of worship, a time of extended prayer, just asking God to move in our city, in our families, uh, in our hearts. Um, There are gonna be some miracles that night. I know it's gonna be a powerful night but go ahead and register and uh, we'll see you that evening at 7 p.m. So we're excited about that. I wanna go ahead and jump into the scripture that we're gonna be getting into for week three of Anno Domini. And it says here, it says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. And we're gonna zone in on this. I'm reading the New King James Version. We're gonna zone in on this this week, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to proclaim liberty to the captives. These are the words of Christ. 
Um, Jesus was, uh, the Bible says he was about 30 years old. So Jesus was 29 at this time. And um, he's, he's stepping up into the synagogue. And the Bible says that they hand him a scroll of the prophet Isaiah, which is a messianic prophecy. Um, you, we learned in week one that Jesus is the chosen one. He is the Messiah, the one to bring us to God. And so he, he recites this verse from Isaiah 61. And uh, one of the great things he says here is that God has sent me, he's anointed me, his spirit is upon me to proclaim liberty to the captives. So what I wanna do is I wanna break down a few words, nothing too complex, but um, the word here proclaim is, is really two words, pro and claim, and it means to shout forth, to shout forth. And uh, if you wanna simplify that even more, he says, he has called me or anointed me to, to announce. So I'm, I'm here to announce, to yeah. announce. And then he says, I'm here to announce liberty, which you can translate that into freedom. You know, you don't need a PhD to break this stuff down. You don't need a, a degree yeah. in, in Greek or in Hebrew, but to announce freedom. And then that word captives that Jesus used here really is translated into those who are trapped. So essentially what Christ is saying this week is he's saying this, he says, God has sent me, he has anointed me, he has empowered me to announce freedom to those who are trapped, to those who at least feel trapped. Um, and this time in history, Israel felt trapped. The chosen people of God, they felt trapped. They were under Roman authority and uh, they had been trapped for some 600 years um, under, under different nations' authority. And um, it all started as a seed, this, this entrapment, this captivity, this bondage that they felt. Um, they were not a, a super military power anymore as in the days of David. Um, they no longer ranked number one as far as the economy was concerned. Um, they were spiritually far from God. They, Israel was very religious. They, they held on tightly to the law um, before Christ, but they were, they were at the bottom again, essentially as a people. And it was all because of this seed of captivity that was planted in their history some 900 years prior to Jesus with King Solomon. So they had been in captivity for 600 years, but it was the seed of captivity that was planted some 900 years. Wow. So as we can see, that seed took 300 years to, to be planted and, and to break forth and to take roots into the spiritual fabric of the people. And then it finally began to bloom. And now they're 600 years into this bondage and they've been waiting and waiting and waiting on the Messiah. And he appears in this village, this small village called Nazareth. And he says, hey, I know this is kind of like the hood. I know it's the ghetto. I know it's not full in this place, but I am the Messiah. Right. I'm the one you've been waiting on. But the seed of captivity, it started to give us context. So let's go to 1 Kings 11. 1 Kings chapter 11. We're gonna start at verse one. So this is 900 years before Christ. And it says, now King Solomon loved many foreign women. Besides Pharaoh's daughter, he married women from Moab, Ammon, um, Edom, Sidon, from among the Hittites. Verse two, the Lord had clearly instructed the people of Israel, you must not marry them. Right. You must not marry them 
because they will turn your hearts to their gods. Yet Solomon insisted on loving them anyway. So, so God told Solomon, he, he told the people of Israel, you must not marry outside of your people. I've set you apart. I'm making you a royal nation. You are my priest. I'm gonna bless you. It's gonna be through you that I'm gonna send the Messiah. So you must not marry outside of, of this nation. If, if you do, they're gonna turn your hearts to worship other gods. And, and, and that turning is gonna lead to bondage. That turning is gonna lead to captivity. That turning is gonna lead to being trapped. And so he says, don't do it. Verse three says this. It says that Solomon had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines. And in fact, they did turn his heart away from the Lord. How many of us know that as leadership goes, so goes everything? So King Solomon's father, David, was a, a righteous man. He loved God. And David warned Solomon himself. He said, don't turn your heart away from God. And so it says, it turned his heart away from the Lord. Verse four says this, and Solomon's old age, they turned his heart to worship other gods instead of being completely faithful to the Lord, his God, as his father, David, had been. So this was 900 years prior to Christ. And um, it says that, these wives, these foreign women turned his heart from the Lord. And the first thing I wanna go ahead and point out as we talk about being trapped and being free from bondage is this, is that most bondage begins with a suggestion. Most forms of bondage begin with, with suggestion. <laughs> I remember when I was, um, I was outside playing, I had to be about nine or 10 years old. I was playing some basketball. And my dad had just pulled up, he had just parked. And um, I was just doing my thing. And, and I had a friend come over. We were playing some one-on-one. -on -one. We call it 21, you know, first person to 21 wins the game. So my dad had pulled up. He went in the house for a few minutes. And uh, he came outside and he sat down and he watched us. And he cracked open a can. Uh, and it was something to drink. He cracked open this can of something to drink. And um, as you know, I won the game. So we had some break time. I don't know. I don't know who won the game. I'm just saying. So we had some break time and I went over and I sat down with my dad and um, he said, son, um, go ahead and try this. He said, sip on this. I said, dad, what is it? He said, it's beer. I mean, mind you, I'm 10 years old. No need to call Child Protective Services. I turned out well, I'm doing okay. I don't have any unhealthy dependencies. My dad is an amazing man. Don't, don't call any, anyone on him. I'm 33, I'm a grown man, I'm okay. But he handed me this beer. Like I said, I was 10. I'm like, oh, all right. My dad giving it to me. I guess I can trust him. I took a sip of it. And I just, uh, I just, I spit, I spit it all out. And I'm like, oh my God, dad, this stuff is disgusting. It is, it is so nasty. Yeah. And he laughed and he laughed and he had a great time seeing my experience. He had a great time seeing that I didn't enjoy beer. And he said, now, son, the reason that I gave you that drink is so that you would never want it again in your life. He said, because if, if you try something one time, if you try a cigarette one time, if you try a beer one time, if you try a drink one time, it has the power and the capacity for you to be hooked on it. Yeah. And in my little mind, I didn't want to be hooked on anything. I didn't want anything to master me even when I was 10 years old. And so when, when I was 10, my dad, he broke the power 
um, of toxic suggestions over my life. Wow. He broke the power of it. And so even, even earlier this week, I was picking up some wings with my oldest son. And you know, the fountains where you can pick your different drinks. And I mean, he was mixing high C orange and high C grape and high C this and high C that. And he asked me, he said, dad, you ought to really try to sip it. It's good. And I'm just easily just kind of, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. He did it like five times. Most bondage starts with suggestions. Most bondage starts in the form of try this. Just try it. Just, just try it. You know, it, it won't hurt. Try, try them. Try, you ought to really get to know her. Wow. Try him. Try her. Try that group. Jo- join that group. Join that, join that thing. Join that thing. Oh, you know, it's, the process of getting in isn't that hard. Just join that group. You know, try them out. They treat you good. You know, or buy it. Mm. Buy it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just get the credit card. It's a low interest rate, right? You, you need to build credit in your life to buy a home, to buy a car. You need credit. Buy it, buy it, try it, try it, try it. That's how most bondage, form, that's how many addictions form. It's just a little, a little trying. Just look at it. That's how many unhealthy um, dependencies form. Just try it. That's how depression comes into our lives, debt. And, and so Solomon's openness, Solomon's openness would lead his people down in a downward spiral for 600 years because he opened his heart to the suggestions. Israel would end up under Babylonian captivity and then they would end up under Persia and then Greece and now 600 years later, Rome. And it, it became a generational bondage generational bondage. I remember recently, um, we, we took a trip recently to Texas. And so we, we got on this, it was me, uh, Pastor Kyra, my wife, and, and Judah, our baby boy. Um, Jay was at camp, he was having a blast. So we, we, we decided to make it a special time for Judah. We went to Great Wolf Lodge and, um, you know, water park, hotel, arcade, it's, it's amazing stuff. And so we got on this, run, this one ride called the Little Tornado. <laughs> the little, the little tornado, because the big one was huge, and boy, did it look scary, and I had no interest in it. And so, you know, you got to climb the stairs with your tubes. Peak, you know, I always called her PK. Kyra and, and Judah, they have the the eight, the the two donuts. They have the two because they're going together. I have my one donut. I got my one tube. So we get to the top, and it's our turn. And you know, you got to get in the water, and you got to wait until they give you the green light. So they give. You know, we put Judah in the front and Kyra, you know, in the back. And as they go about two or three seconds into you guys going, all we hear is you screaming. <laughs> and, all, and everyone that's in line is cracking up. We're like, oh, I'm sorry, that's my wife, everyone. She's just, uh. and all I'm thinking is, oh my God, she's gonna scare Judah so much. She needs to calm down. And so now it's my turn. So now I know about two or three seconds in, we're going to take this steep dip, right? Because that's why you're screaming. So two or three seconds into it, you go and, it's, and I'm like, ah! and so I'm finally screaming. And you end up, eventually it takes you in a, and you end up in this dome. And this dome just takes you around because it's going to take you into another slide. I'm like, okay, whew, I can dig this. Yeah, this is fun. Little do I know, it's slowly turning you backwards. 
And as it's turning you backwards to go into the slide, I'm trying to do the water like, no, no. I'm talking to it like, turn me around, turn me around. And before you know it, you're going backwards down this dark hole. And, and, and that's how bondage can be. It starts out, it starts out fun. But before you know it, you're going backwards and down. And so this is it here. Unguarded enjoyment often leads to entrapment. Unguarded enjoyment often leads to, to entrapment. I mean, I mean, think about it. COVID-19 hit. And you know, it hit. It hit in March. And it was like lockdown. Stay at home. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, COVID-19. Not to make light of anyone who's lost anyone to it or anything, but it's like, yeah, COVID-19. We get to stay home. We get to Netflix and chill. We don't got to go to work. We can still get paid. Let's just toss it all to the whatever. You know what I mean? And now that we're about five or six months in, now it's like, Lord, can you please open the schools up? Most people. Right, these kids about to drive us crazy, you know, and, and the kids are like, oh my God, please open the school up because our parents are about to drive us crazy, yeah. right? And, and, and now it's, it's this, it's not a global pandemic as much of a virus anymore. Now it's a global pandemic of frustration Gosh. and people are getting laid off. And there's this fear of, can we pay our bills? Will my business make it? Will our family ever recover from this financial hit? Are we going to lose our home? Are we going to be evicted? It's not fun anymore. It's not fun anymore. We can all admit like gossip is fun. Holy man can admit it. Gossip is fun. We're all guilty of a little gossip. Gossip is fun. Did you hear about, did you hear about what they did? Man, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, they're a little crazy. Gossip is fun. It's comfortable. You get someone to gossip with you, boy, it's a good old time. Gossip is fun. Jumping from relationship to relationship can be fun. It, it can be fun. You know, drinking can be fun. Chilling can be, can be fun. But, but I, I, I love what the scripture says here. It says, um, it says in Hebrews eleven twenty four. Hebrews 11, verse 24, it was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Talking about a good time, 24, seven. Pharaoh's daughter, she adopted him, but he refused it. It says this here in verse 25, he chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of, watch this language, instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. So even God, admits that there's pleasure associated with sin. Not that he knows anything about it. God is a holy God. He's never sinned. But he is clearly aware that there is enjoyment and pleasure and just kind of tossing it to the wind and doing what you want. But then if you go back and you read the verse, it says the joy and the pleasure is Leading. Yes. And that's why you got to set certain guardrails and boundaries around the things that you enjoy. Yeah. And if you just let your guard down, you don't just gossip, but you become a gossiper. Yeah. 
and, and now your heart and your soul and your spirit becomes fertile ground for bitterness. Yeah. Fertile soil and, and a comfortable home for spirits of jealousy and envy. You started out just gossiping, but now you want what others want. Now, now you're empty and you're not satisfied because you, you've, you've hosted a spirit of gossip and that has grown into jealousy. You, you've jumped from relationship to relationship and now your soul, your heart has become a fertile place for, for emptiness and void and loneliness. Now you can't stand to be alone. Now you have no peace if you're alone for too long. It was fun, but now it's not anymore. It was just one drink. Now there's an unhealthy dependence. And now you're depressed, now you're down. It's, it's because it was unguarded. And so the fun flees and you're no longer free. Unguarded enjoyment leads to entrapment. And I just wanna encourage you, you gotta allow the Lord to erect some boundaries in your life. God gives us boundaries, not because he wants to keep us away from fun and joy, but he gives us boundaries because he's, he wants to protect us from the things that are gonna tear us down and tear us apart. Now, there are some forms of bondage that you'll find in scripture. Um, and if you're taking notes, go ahead and write this down. Bondage usually appears in the form of illness. You'll see illness You'll see blindness, oppression, depression, and addiction. You'll even go as far as seeing possession. We won't get into, into that today, but you'll see possession. And, and with all of this bondage that is in scripture, Jesus comes on the scene and he says, I've come to announce freedom to those who are trapped. I've come to announce freedom, yeah. freedom. To those who are trapped. I've come to announce freedom to those who are trapped. I, I went to um, the circus. I had to be about seven years old with, um, with my oldest brother. And um, out of everything that I remember, I remember seeing this huge elephant. I mean, if you ever went to the zoo or circus, you, you know how huge elephants are and how smelly they can be. It was dark, but man, it was it's Orlando, Florida. I forget what the circus was called, but I saw this huge elephant. I always wondered, I was always captivated by the fact that this elephant, this elephant was so well behaved. And so I did some research on it. And they say that when, when baby elephants, when you're training elephants for the circus, you take them as small babies. And what you do is you put ropes, you put a rope around their neck and you tie that rope to, to an immovable pole. And, and as babies, as they're trying to move away from that pole, and as they struggle, if, if they struggle enough, they'll eventually give up. They'll give up. And then the next day you do it again. When they wake up, you put it around the neck. As soon as they wake up, you put it around the neck and they try to get away. And eventually they give up to the point where they grow you know, older and older and older. You just do this frequently every day. The trainers do it every day, every day, every day. And they become huge. And at a certain point in their lives, the trainer takes the rope off of the pole 
and just slaps it on their neck. And the elephant no longer tries to get away because they become so convinced that as long as this rope is on my neck, I'll never be free. Not understanding that they're way more powerful than the pole. But now the bondage has set in into their adult age. And now you're good to go for the circus. And that's what Satan wants to do with your life. That's what Satan wants to do with our kids. That's what he wants to do to us. He wants to put that rope on us when we're young so that when we're older, we're, we're under this illusion, we're under this lie that we're, we're bound and we're trapped. And, and this is the simplest, well, it's the most profound thing I'll say today, but it is also so simple. And I wanna give this to you. You're free. You're free. You're free. Pastor, I don't feel free. You're free. I'm not experiencing freedom. You're free. Jesus hadn't healed one person yet. He hadn't raised Lazarus from the dead. He had not given sight to the blind. He himself had not risen, nor had he gone to the cross. Before he began his ministry, he said, I've come to announce freedom to those who are trapped. You're free. You're free. You're free. You're free. Well, pastor, I got this addiction thing. You're free. And that's what I want to, that's why I want to speak to the baby elephant in you right now. You're free. Now, as a little kid, I go to that circus. I want to Bro, why isn't he, why isn't he moving? He, he should be all over the place. You're free. I want to speak to the spirit of the baby elephant on the inside of you. Yeah. You're free. Yeah. You're free. Yeah. You're free. You're free. So you, you've been bound for too long. You've been down for too long. Yeah, yeah. You are free. You're free. Yeah. You're free. It says this here in Colossians 2, it says, verse 13, you were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all your sins. He canceled the record of, of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, So when Christ went to the cross, the Bible says this, in this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. You have died with Christ and he has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. When when, when Christ came and, and they knelt him to that cross, he took on your bondage. Them, them binding him and tying him to that cross was your bondage on him. And the Bible says that when he died on the cross and when he got up from the grave, he disarmed that spirit that's keeping you anxious. Yes. He disarmed that spirit that's keeping you depressed. He disarmed that spirit 
that's keeping you addicted. He disarmed it. He disarmed it. He disarmed it. So this is the, the truth is that you're free. You may not fully feel as though you're free. You may not experience the freedom on the outside, right. but in the spiritual realm, you are free. Your mind is free. Your heart is free. Your yes. spirit is free. Your sins are forgiven. You are free. You're free. So this is the key though. Your faith must come into agreement with your freedom. Now your faith must come into agreement with your freedom. You're not an addict. You're not hopeless. You're not worthless. You were not created for someone to put their hands on you. You're not a thief. You're not a liar. You're not an alcoholic. You don't sleep around. You are, you are faithful. You're free. You're free. You're free. Shame off of you. Guilt off of you. You're free. Your faith must come into agreement with your freedom. The free, and, and see, the, the freedom that Israel was looking for was a, was a tangible freedom. So they wanted, they wanted military might and they wanted money and they wanted to be back on top. But what Jesus came to do, he said, I, I, I wanna come to set the record straight. I gotta free you from here first yes. and then everything follows. So pastor, I don't feel free. You're free in here first. And if you would connect your faith to that freedom, the truth of your freedom and walk in that, then you will begin to, to experience it. I'm free because of what Christ has done for me. Repeat that after me. Say, I'm free because of what Christ has done for me. I'm free because of what Christ has done for me. Come on. I'm free because of what Christ has done for me. Now put your hands together. I'm free. You're free. You're free. You're free. You are free because of what Christ has done for you, because of his blood that was shed for the forgiveness of your sins, because he rose from the grave. The old you is dead and the new you has now appeared. You are not bound. You are not trapped. You are free. And now you get to choose how to use your freedom. You get to choose how to use your freedom. It says this here in 1 Corinthians 6. Paul was writing to the church in Corinth. He says to them, he said, you say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. Paul was talking to the church in Corinth and he was saying, you say that you can do anything. And he says, though you say you can do anything, everything is not beneficial. Then he says, I must not become a slave to anything. He's saying, I'm not gonna allow anything but Christ to rule my spirit. You get to choose how to use your freedom. And, and this is the takeaway here. 
This is the takeaway. Freedom can either lead to more bondage or it can lead to more freedom. But you get to choose. You get to choose it. And I get it. Sometimes you're on a, you're on a health kick. You're trying to honor your diet. It's been a long day. And sometimes McDonald's just looks like the way to go. <laughs> but you shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't. Don't be like me. I mean, back to the text. But no, seriously, like freedom can lead to more bondage or it can lead to more freedom. I, I've seen people mess up in the, in the real world, right? And go as far as getting locked up. They get set free. They make some unwise decisions. They go back. I've seen others start out, make unwise decisions, get locked up. They come out, they're changed forever. They're taking full advantage of their freedom. The question you must ask yourself in this season, am I taking full advantage? Go ahead and write this down. Am I taking full advantage of my freedom in Christ? Freedom can lead to more bondage or it can lead to more freedom. It says this here in Galatians 5, 1. It says the Messiah, Jesus, has set us free so that we may enjoy the benefits of freedom. I love other translations. It says that Christ has set us free for freedom's sake. Yeah. <laughs> so Christ has set us free to be free, not to be bound. He set us free to live out our God-given potential. He set us free to pursue our God-given dreams. He set us free to fulfill our God-given purpose, not to be bound. So it says the Messiah has set us free that we may enjoy the benefit. There are benefits to this freedom. There are benefits to this forgiveness. There are benefits to being filled with his spirit. The Bible says that he who is within you is greater than he who is in the world. The spirit of God that's on the inside of you is greater than Satan who is in the world. It's greater than those toxic suggestions. Yes. It's greater than that bondage. He who is within you. So it says this here, so keep on standing firm in it. Yes. You're free. Stand firm in your freedom and stop putting yourselves under the yoke of slavery again. You get to choose how to use your freedom. You can either be free or you can be a slave but God is giving you his spirit so that you would stand firm in your forgiveness, in your authority, in your power, and in the destiny that God has set forth for you in your life. And I wanna encourage you with this as we close out. I, propo I propose that you use your freedom, you use your freedom to number one, grow. Use your freedom to grow. Use your freedom to, to grow. Grow, grow, grow in your faith, grow in your faith. Right now we, we do this, we've been doing it all summer. It's called Monday morning. And um, it's when we gather men here, here in our lobby and we get together and we've had some Chick-fil-A biscuits with honey. You gotta have those biscuits with honey, man. Yeah, you feel me, Karen. 
Gotta have the biscuits with honey. I miss you, man. <laughs> Glad you're home. Glad you're home. Um, we've had some worship. Yeah. We've had some small groups, but I'm just so proud to see these men go from not knowing God, from bondage to, to growing in their faith. They're reading the word. We're reading through the gospel according to John right now. They're getting it. They're understanding. We're talking about the will of God for your life. These men are waking up 5.30, 6 a.m. in the morning to get here at 6.45, and they're growing. They're pressing in. You're free to grow. Grow. God gave you a mind. Grow it. Educate it supplement it with wisdom and education. The Bible says above all things, get wisdom, yes. get some mentors. Yeah. Let me put it to you this way and don't, don't, don't be mad at me, but don't grow stupid. Yeah. <laughs> su supplement it with, with wisdom, with wisdom, get some wisdom. Good. All right. Grow, grow, grow in your relationships. Make, make sure you surround yourself with, all you need is two or three good friends. Grow, yeah. grow. And then the second thing, I'd, I'd encourage you to use your freedom to, number two, glorify God. Use your freedom to glorify God. Don't worry about the blue screen behind me. We're, we're still here. The spirit of God is still here. That's, that's the enemy. He doesn't like this word. He doesn't, how did he know there's a blue screen behind him? Told you wisdom. <laughs> wisdom. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Don't be distracted. Yeah. Use your freedom to glorify God. Ask yourself every morning you wake up, how can I bring God glory today? How, how can I bring him glory? Will this decision bring God glory? That's good. How can I be an encourager today? How can I be excellent? How can I, G Jesus said, if they ask you to go a mile, go, go two. That's right. If they ask for your shirt, give them your coat. That's right. how, how can you go the extra mile in this season? Glorify God. Okay. Ask yourself this, when they see me, do they see God? Mm. When they see my life, do they see God? Use your freedom to glorify God. That's where your joy is. It's in glorifying God. Yes. And then number three, I propose that you ought to use your freedom to get others to freedom. Yes. Get others to freedom. Get others to freedom. What I love about God is that he's intentional about everything he does. If you go and you read the book of Genesis, everything that God created had a purpose. It, 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 it either had like a cyclic purpose, the sun, the moon, the stars, the, the, the trees produce of their kinds, the plants produce of their kind, the animals had a purpose, Adam himself had a purpose, the yeah. first man had a purpose. And so this is the way I look at it. I think God was, when, when he was 
you know, thinking of, okay, I'm going to create them and I'm going to put them in 2000. I'm going to put Kieran in 2020. I'm going to put Chow and, and Kyra and Joshua in 2020. Wow. And, and, and he, was, he was in heaven thinking about us and he was dealing with our souls. And I think he was like, okay, I'm going to give um, Kyra. Okay, she's getting some purpose. Kieran's getting some purpose. Chow's getting some purpose. Joshua, we're going to skip him. Uh, Tim is getting, I don't think that's what God was doing. I think he said, no, Joshua, I'm going to put purpose and passion and burden on the inside of him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so when you meet Christ, not only are you free, but you step into purpose. And then Jesus said this. He said, he who is greatest among you shall be your servant. So when people ask, Pastor Josh, what is my purpose? Your purpose is to serve. Do I go pick up trash? Do I donate clothes? And whatever sphere you're in, serve. That's your purpose. This microphone has a purpose. This screen has a purpose. These chairs have purpose. You have purpose and your purpose is to serve. And this is the way I see it. Your freedom plus your purpose equals their freedom. Your freedom, go ahead and write that down, plus your purpose equals their freedom. Who is they? All of those who are still captive to the enemy's rope, to the enemy's schemes, all of those who can't sleep at night, all of those who are wondering how they're gonna eat tonight, all of those children who don't have parents, all of those who don't know Christ, the purpose of the church is to serve. And highlight, we're gonna be using our freedom this week to get others to freedom. That's your purpose, is to make a difference. So many people need to know. Jesus says, I've come to announce freedom to those who are trapped. Freedom to those who are trapped. And I can't wait to join them this week. Come on, let's give the word of God a hand clap of praise. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If this message bless your soul, if the Holy Spirit spoke to you, I just want to let you know it was the Holy Spirit who spoke to you. If you feel moved, maybe you've been moved to emotion or Maybe, you, you know, maybe there's a mirror and you've just looked at your life and you said, that's me, he's speaking to me. And you're like, man, I, I wanna know Jesus. I wanna, I wanna invite you into this prayer. I wanna invite you into this prayer. The Bible says that Christ is the only way to God. He's the only way to God. And that God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son that whomsoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And if that be you, if you wanna give your heart to God today, if you're making a decision to come to Christ today, I want you to go ahead and pray this prayer with me. Um, if you are a Christian and you're in that home and you're in here, I want you to intercede and to pray on their behalf. And um, you though, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Father God, I believe that Jesus is your son. I thank you for sending him to die on the cross for my sin. Forgive me for my sin. Fill me with your spirit. I am yours. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Amen. Come on, church. Amen. 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 Wow. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Well, that is week three of Anno Domini. If you made a decision to give Christ your heart and to give him your life, it's the greatest decision you've ever made. Pastor Chow and Megan, they're going to walk you through some steps. And uh, man, we are on to highlight the city week. So let's change the world from the city of Gaithersburg. Hey guys, we'll see you next week. Have fun at your watch parties. Have an amazing Sunday. Come on, everyone. Let's celebrate them out. Take care, everybody. Yeah.